Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America, serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. What is it we are doing in Passion Tide? What do we hope to achieve through all of these prayers and processions and readings, rites and ceremonies, hymns, late night vigils, all night vigil, the veneration of the cross, the reproaches, the laments? Certainly there must be some end in view, some goal, some reward for all this fuss. As you might have guessed, I asked this question with the intention of answering it. I think the answer, perhaps not so very obvious, is certainly profound enough to merit a short sermon tonight. The answer of what we hope to achieve for all the ado of these weeks can actually be found in the Mass Collects from today and from yesterday. Before we get into those Collects themselves, I just want to point out that it is very appropriate to preach from liturgical prayers, which are deeply rooted in the scriptures. We talk a lot around here about culture, and we also talk a lot about the liturgy. And the culture of the kingdom and the culture of a local community is a culture that is formed and held together by the liturgical life of the community. By the time we get through just this week alone, we will have heard thousands of words of Scripture. Scripture, which is prayed and breathed in, assimilated and experienced liturgically in a poetic and living mode. The liturgical texts, next to the Scripture, the most important instrument forming our life together. The liturgy is the church's prayer. It's how we assimilate our theology, our faith, drawn from the scriptures and the mind of the church. I point this out often, and I'm pointing it out again, hopefully to inspire us to continue to pay close attention to the liturgical prayers and to find in them a guiding light for our life together. So on to tonight's collect. Tonight's collect, Mass for Holy Tuesday, we ask God to help us so to celebrate, so to celebrate. Now, a more literal translation of the Latin is uh, so to perform or to carry out. We ask God so to perform the mysteries of Christ's passion as to obtain thy pardon. Help us, Lord to perform the mysteries, to carry out the mysteries of Christ's passion in such a way that we would obtain his pardon. Now, God's pardon has been granted, of course, and is free for the taking. (laughs) But we seek 
according to this prayer, to carry out, to perform the mysteries of Christ's suffering in such a way that we might lay hold of that pardon for ourselves. Now what does that mean? In such a way. In such a way. In what way? How, in other words? How are we to perform these mysteries of the passion so that they gain for us God's pardon? The implication of the prayer is that through the celebration of these liturgical rites, we are mystically joining ourselves to the very suffering of Christ. Now, his sufferings, which certainly have happened in history, they also, we know, transcend time and space. I mean, if they don't, they're not worth a whole lot more than George Washington's crossing of the Delaware. They are ever-present. And the only way for us to be saved, truly, is to enter them in the now. Now, the colic from last night says very much the same as the colic from tonight, but actually in a much more striking and beautiful way, especially when we look at the Latin. The colic for Holy Monday from last night says this, that we who amidst so many adversities do fail by reason of our weakness, we can all relate to that, may be renewed through the pleading of the passion of thy only begotten Son, according to one translation that we may be renewed through the pleading of the passion of thy only begotten Son. Now that last phrase, through the pleading of the passion, very similar to the phrase in tonight's colic, that we may carry out or perform the mysteries of Jesus' suffering, that we may, through the pleading of the passion of thy only begotten Son, be renewed. But the real phrase in last night's colic that is remarkable which is rendered in English, may be renewed. Doesn't sound very remarkable in English, and that's why I'm going to tell you what it says in Latin, because it is, it is striking. In Latin, what it actually reads is that we may breathe in the suffering of your only begotten Son. That we may breathe in the suffering of your only begotten Son. Now, as I understand it, part of the beauty and power of the Latin language is the word order. It's a big part of it, which is lost in translation because of the syntax. We reorder uh, the words to make it sound right to our ears in English. But this is the way that the collect is actually ordered in Latin. Something like this. May we, your only begotten Son's sufferings, breathe in. <laughs> May we, your only begotten Son's sufferings, breathe in. That's the last word of the prayer. Breathe in. Giving it even more punch. I can't think of a more apt or beautiful way to put what it is that we are trying to do in Passion Tide. I'm not sure actually what prompted me to look up the Latin for this collect, but for the rest of my days, I assure you, I will be glad that I did. My understanding of what we are doing this week will be forever 
shaped by this prayer, which so perfectly and succinctly describes what should be happening to us and in us and through us in these rites. I don't know how to tell you how to breathe in Christ's sufferings. I don't know that I know how to breathe in Christ's sufferings. But I do know that breathing is not analyzing. Breathing is not crunching data. Breathing is assimilating in the most personal, direct, and organic way. You know, the physical act of taking fresh, clean air into our lungs, moment by moment by moment, as a natural, life-sustaining rhythm of assimilation. It's a very good metaphor for what this colic says we are to be doing. And this is how we avail ourselves of God's pardon. This is how his pardon becomes real and immediate in our life. Prayer is breath. The sufferings of Jesus are holy. They are loving. They are powerful. And they are beautiful. And we breathe them into us. We assimilate them into our very being through prayer. God breathed life into the first man. He breathes his spirit into us. The spirit who is the breath of life. I have no doubt that the author of this collect would have us understand this prayer to be a plea for the spirit to come. And because of our weakness to renew us by helping us to embrace and enter the sufferings of Christ. Now, while I can't really suggest a method for how to do this, how to breathe in the sufferings of Christ, I suppose there are some practical things we can mention. First, I don't think you can be breathing in two different things at once. You're either going to be breathing in the passion of Jesus or you're going to be breathing in something else. If we're going to breathe in the sufferings of Jesus through the rites and prayers of the church, we have to be present. Secondly, we have to be attentive. It's not enough just to be present. We have to be present and we have to be present as best we can. Our level of attentiveness is always on a scale. It's on a continuum for all of us. But it's a skill that we can get better at through practice and discipline. We must fix our eyes on Jesus. We must turn away from distractions. Immediately, I think of Peter walking on the water. What an amazing thing. Here's Peter walking on the water. It's glorious. Until he loses sight of Christ, sees the waves, gets distracted, is filled with fear, and begins to sink. So we have to be attentive. We have to be present. And we have to be attentive. But thirdly, and really, most importantly, we must realize that breathing in the sufferings of Jesus is not something we can do of ourselves. This is not a matter of our willpower or our discipline or practice, even though all of those things are important. Ultimately, this is a work of the Holy Spirit in us. It is up to us to make him welcome, to remove the obstacles, to cooperate with him when he comes and as he comes and his work. But it is his work. It is his work. We must ask him to come, 
Help us. Ask him to breathe within us. And then we must be attentive to his stirrings. We must clear the path. That's our part. Then he will come and have his way with us. We are in any case, according to the collect, we are in the weakness of this mortal flesh, really, truly gasping for the breath of life. We are gasping for the breath of life. And the air he gives us and the air that we crave are the very sufferings of Jesus Christ. When we breathe them, we are truly, according to this collect, cleansed of our sin, stand before God in righteousness, and obtain the joy of confidence of our salvation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.